0: Hi and welcome everyone to the 85th episode of CRM Rocks. This is Marcus Allenson and today's podcast will be about building an ISV. And with me today, I have John Gravely from Salespark. John is the co-founder and chief executive officer of Salespark with overall responsibility for sales and marketing. Salespark is John's third startup in the Dynamics 365 CRM space. John was previously the founder and CEO of Click Dimensions, a provider of marketing automation solutions, for dynamics 365 john founded click dimensions in 2010 and led the company until 2017 before selling to private equity firm prior to click dimensions john founded and led the c365 solutions a provider of add-on solutions in the early days of dynamics era john sold c365 to a public company in 2016 welcome john
1: hey marcus how are you thanks for having me on your podcast How are you doing? I'm doing well today. Doing very well. Thank you.
0: As a CEO, what is it that you do?
1: Yeah. So as a CEO of a startup of our size, um, you do so many things. Right now, I'm doing a lot of uh, prospecting to find customers for the solution. Um, I'm also doing marketing materials and all the marketing work, the website. Um, We just had our vice president of customer success and product management starts. So I'm working with her to build the uh, help site and things like that. And then I'm about to bring on a chief revenue officer. So I'm just starting to work with him a little bit here and there.
0: So you just launched your third dynamic startup sales Tell us about what it does and and where you got that idea.
1: Yeah. So you're right. This is my third startup. I, my first was a company called C 360 solutions. And then of course there was click dimensions. Um, and you know, if I think about how, for example, click dimensions started, we. were able to see that marketing automation, especially in the salesforce.com market was very becoming very popular. And so we knew that if we built marketing automation in the Dynamics 365 market, at the time the Dynamics CRM market, but we knew if we built it in that market um, that that it would probably be popular there as well, especially if we built it natively. So with SalesSpark, what we did is we looked at what is the new hot category in the salesforce.com market. And the new hot category is called sales engagement. And sales engagement is so hot right now is because... It produces very measurable and direct results on an organization's revenue. It helps the organization generate leads. It helps the organization achieve predictable revenue and increase revenue. So really by looking at what's going on in the Salesforce world, you can find good ideas of things to do in the Microsoft world.
0: So in a Salesforce world?
1: Yes, Salesforce.com. We look at what is happening in the Salesforce world to get ideas of what can work in the Microsoft world.
0: You sort of take ideas from, from there and see what sort of have a gap in dynamics. Just like with Click Dimension, there was a fairly big for a very long time gap in that marketing region.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: So just a question out of curiosity, how, do you could, how did you came up with the name Click Dimensions?
1: Oh, I came up with the name Click Dimensions because it had to do with uh, the measurement of marketing, and so dimensions. You can think of dimensions as a measurement, like measuring something with a a ruler or something, or with you know some some measuring of a dimension, and then click, meaning you know measuring like a click on a website. That's that's how I came up with that name. Plus, the domain was available, which is always the hard part.
0: Yeah, and naming things is always really hard i think but probably yes. that's just me what do you look for in an idea for this crm space
1: yeah so what i look for in a startup idea is something that is going to have generally broad appeal so take for example sales we provide tools that make b2b salespeople much more efficient and productive and so Most customers and the vast majority of customers of CRM are in B2B sales models. So we know that the vast majority of customers of Dynamics 365 CRM or customer engagement can benefit from using the sales tools that we've built at Salesforce. So we're looking for something that has the potential for broad appeal and for something that has an undeniable value proposition. So something that you know you see in companies and you see it working Um, and one of the things that i did prior to starting sales spark was i was doing some consulting with different firms and i was helping them with their revenue with their lead flow and so i had the opportunity to work with some of the leading sales engagement platforms and that way i got exposure to what their feature sets were and what value they brought and they really made a difference um, as we say, they really moved the needle in terms of the revenue of these companies I was working with. And that's when I thought, boy, if we build this for Dynamics 365, we can really help our customers move the needle in terms of leads and revenue.
0: And Dynamics 365 sales didn't haven't had like a, a work through in ages. I mean, it still had Pager, but doesn't have a linkedin field so it's kind of dated today so yeah that's a good start i think all right so when it comes to building a team or corporate values what do you look for
1: yeah so one of the things that i've been lucky with is that when i started my second company um, i I was able to, to bring people from my first company so i brought several people from uh, from my company C three sixty into Click Dimensions. And in this case, I've already got somebody who used to work at Click Dimensions in um Salespark. I basically look for people that I know their um, you know, I, I I know their productivity, I know their values, I know how they work together as team members. So it's always um, it's always good to have some history with your core team. Once you establish a core team that has the same types of values, um, then you can start to bring people on that sort of meet those values. And when I talk about values, I think some of the, the most important values are just always making sure that you're doing what's right by the customer. So always making sure that you're building a good solution rather than just getting a solution in the market uh, too early or something like that. Always making sure that when a customer has an issue that you provide them the proper support. Um, you know, Always making sure that if something does go wrong, that you find a way to make it right and that you do right by your partners, you do right by your customers, and obviously you must do right by your employees.
0: It's mostly about that customer focus for your corporate values then.
1: Absolutely. The customer is the key to everything the customer provides the the reason that you're able to go do what you do every day, they provide the revenue. So you have to take care of them. Uh but in our case, uh, we're working through partners as well. So partners are are, are another set of customers for us. So we might want to make sure that we really take care of the partners as well.
0: Let's jump to that then. So what kind of partner strategy are you looking for to have or have?
1: Yeah, so we are looking to partner with Dynamics 365 uh, CRM customer engagement partners. Um, we think that they, you know, they obviously have customers that they can bring us into as far as opportunities. But we think that the way that most of them sell, they can benefit from using the SalesSpark toolset themselves because a lot of partners will just have a few salespeople, and they need those salespeople to be super productive. And that's what SalesSpark does is it makes salespeople way more efficient and productive in terms of prospecting and following up with leads and closing opportunities. And so we want to really reach as many Dynamics 365 customer engagement or CRM partners as possible and get as many of them as we can actually using the solution and seeing the benefit. Because when they see the benefit in their own business then they're gonna see the how, how the solution can benefit their customer.
0: So you're just a product company and you wanna sell licenses. So that's sort of everything or just everything that you do, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. We're, the services opportunity is there for the partners uh, to do consulting and services work with their customers. We are in business to sell the subscription service.
0: So that makes it easier to partner with other Microsoft partners, or have you had some conflicts there in the past?
1: No conflicts, yeah. We're just selling the license, the subscription service, so there's no reason for conflict. Um, It's actually very compatible, uh, us working with system integrator and and value-added resellers and implementation partners.
0: So you're a Microsoft partner as well. How do you use that relationship?
1: Yeah. So we are now, um, as of a week ago, we are a globally managed ISV in the Microsoft ISV partner program. And I think a big reason for that is one of we're, we're one of the very first, uh, organizations to build a true, very sophisticated power platform app. And so Microsoft really wants people to adopt this power platform. Um, We have a a chief technical officer named Scott Duro, who I I know you know of. He is an absolute genius. He's done an amazing job building an app that's just really fantastic. And I should know because I'm the main user these days of SalesSpark. I'm using SalesSpark on a day-to-day basis to reach out to people at Microsoft and to reach out to partners. And it's just a beautiful, just flawless app. It works so well it is built you know on power platform and it integrates with office 365 Uh, so it does all the emailing out of office 365 via uh, delegated access and it's just it's just super cool it works really well and the results are just phenomenal the number of appointments i'm getting by using this product is just incredible
0: you use it on a sort of cds and not having a dynamics isn't a requirement then for salespark
1: yeah, so for SalesSpark, you can use it with just a Power Apps, uh, you know, single app license. You can also use it right alongside uh, any of the Dynamics licenses that you might have, like Dynamics 365 Sales. But it is, at the end of the day, a sales tool. So, you know, you might have some prospecting reps, like business development and sales development reps, that use SalesSpark on top of just a Power App license. But then your salespeople, your account executives, and customer salespeople, like customer success managers, they'll probably use it on top of Dynamics 365 Sales. So it works with either one, um, and you probably will have you know potentially a mix of the two, uh, the two types of licenses.
0: How does Salespark differ from marketing automation solutions like Dynamics 365, like Dynamics 365 Marketing?
1: Yeah, that's an excellent question. So if you think about sales as a funnel and you think about it in two parts, the very top of the funnel and the bottom of the funnel, at the top of the funnel is when the kind of early stage leads come in and that's where marketing automation sits. And so marketing automation is doing one to many communications like email blasts and drip campaigns and they're trying to nurture um, interest in the product or service of the company when you get to the bottom of the funnel and your your actual salespeople need tools to prospect and to stay in touch with these leads and to turn them into actual revenue, that's where SalesSpark comes in. So we really dominate and do so much at the bottom of the funnel uh, in terms of giving tools to your salespeople once marketing has done their job and identified a market.
0: And there's always where the if, if the sales funnel leaks there, that's where it's most expensive as well, because you've uh, invested time and perhaps money into doing something for them. And if you lose them there, that's kind of, yeah, you don't want to do that. If, if they're not interested, it's better to lose them early in the automation part and not, and not in the late parts.
1: That's exactly right. That's perfectly said.
0: Backing up uh, to Microsoft then. So as a global managed partner, what kind of benefits do you get from that is like you use co-sell. So the sellers from Microsoft sell your licenses as well or how does it work?
1: Yeah, so co-sell is an option that we have um, if we want the Microsoft field to sell our app we're early on. So we're still investigating Um, that and, you know, what the actual reach of that is going to be. But I think just being managed and having visibility within Microsoft is helpful. We've been able to get access to some people that we probably wouldn't otherwise. Um, I put a post out yesterday and Brian Galicia, who's in charge of that ISV program, you know, reshared the post and put it out. And this was on LinkedIn. So we're getting some attention like that, which which is cool, but mainly... Um, just having somebody that you can call a Microsoft that can help you and bring resources to you is is a big part of it.
0: Building your own organization now then, how do you attract talent? If you want to grow, you want to have more people and you want to sort of attract the right people with those values that you had before, What what are your strategies there?
1: You know, we've always done... Uh, we've always had good luck with referrals in the past. You know, if you if you have people that work for your company that are uh, that fit in well, that do a good job, if they have people that they know that have a similar mentality, similar values, similar ethic, um, that's always a great place to look in terms of finding new talent. Is 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 the network of your existing uh, employees?
0: So have you been to any school fairs where there are like uh, graduate students coming out and you're there with Click Dimensions banner in this Atlanta area to, to attract like younger people and, and all kinds of areas?
1: Yeah, so um, when, we, when we were at Click Dimensions, we had quite a few uh, people that came from Georgia Tech and as a matter of fact, and that's a university in Atlanta. It's a, one of the top universities in Georgia. Um, and so the, the current vice president of product management and customer success, um, Allison Macedo, came from Georgia Tech. So I imagine that as we grow, we'll probably, you know, have her go back down to Georgia Tech and pull out some of, uh, some of the, the graduates there because those students are exceptional how do you
0: build that support organization that you want now with this product that you're building
1: yeah so that's that's what allison will be doing she'll be building the support organization um, and all the support help and online documents obviously in the world of software you want to try to automate as much support as possible Um, so the first goal will be to make the training and support materials be as simple and as seamless as possible so that customers and partners can help themselves um, from your support materials but then of course you know she would be finding people to build out the team that have similar uh, values and skill sets as she has
0: what kind of support organization then do you build is like If you're based just in Atlanta, is that like your office hours then or do you try to spread to our regions to get more times of the day, like 24 hours or how do you think about that?
1: Yeah, so usually the way you do it is you start with people in your main office and then you can have people work different hours and different times to, you know, depending on where your customers are. So if you find you have a lot of customers in Europe, then you would have somebody that would just come in earlier and work you know, earlier in the morning to um, you know and leave leave earlier in the day than the average person. Um, so that's how you normally start it. And then when you get bigger, you start to look for you know are there, uh, are there options for talent actually in the region to bring in? Um, but right now we, we would try to build a team right where we are here in Atlanta to begin with.
0: Do you have like a scenario where you've struggled or anything that you plateaued with your organization?
1: Um, you know, there's, there's the very beginning part is always the most difficult part where you've got to get enough customer traction and revenue so that you can hire uh, more people and mainly more salespeople. So Building a sales organization, I think, is always the tricky part is, you know, if you can start with a good leader who understands what you need in a sales team, but also can be somebody that can close revenue, him or herself, um, that's a really good thing because then they can not only bring in revenue, but, you know, they bring in revenue themselves that helps hire the next person, but they know what the, the, the profile of the next person needs to be. So getting getting the right first salesperson is is really huge and very important.
0: Do you think that it's it's important to have a like 5% margin or 10% margin or is growth uh, as in people and 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 money coming in more
1: important? Yeah, it, it, anybody in a startup will tell you that cash is king. So, you know, revenue is the most important thing for a couple of reasons is one, revenue is what allows you to grow and allows you to add people and to add resources that you need. But revenue is also validation. It's, it's the customer's way of validating your product and your concept. Um, and the cool thing about Salespark at this point is that we've got these first deals and we've got these first customers saying, yes, this is a very valuable solution. And that gives us a lot of confidence um, that we'll be able to continue to get more.
0: Have you ever been in that situation where you want something but you don't really have the budget for it, and you sort of know do we wait for the budget so we can afford it, or do we sort of gamble before because the poor person is available now?
1: Yeah, I have. I have been in that situation, and sometimes you just need to. Uh, if some if somebody really good is available and you can get them, you need to just do whatever it takes to get them. Um, in general, though, you should try to manage for profitability as early as you can. It just makes things more um, more relaxed and more energetic.
0: Yeah, because there's a lot of companies, I, I mean, very strong companies that doesn't in the past have a lot of profitability, like Salesforce. Before, they didn't have a profit for a very long time and they spend it all on marketing instead. Have you ever considered things like that? Not,
1: not for what I'm doing. Those are for companies that have funding, have external funding, and so they have money that they can spend to do that. Um, I've always done businesses where our focus is on profitability and getting to profitability or at least break even as quickly as possible. Um, so there's, there's different ways to build it, um, uh, and it's, there are different types of companies.
0: So when you start, do you have an exit scenario in mind that we want to hit certain milestones or or things in order to get the company to, to be able to be sold?
1: Yeah, you know, I have in the past, and I would say now I don't, because I've sold two companies and I don't I don't have a fascination about selling a company right now, like before you've ever done something, um, you might be you, know, you might think it's a, a big deal or you might really want to do it. But then once you do it, you kind of realize, you know, that maybe maybe you don't need to do it again. So my 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 goal with Salespark is to build a great company. Um, no thought of selling it or exit strategy has entered my mind at all.
0: And perhaps enjoy it while you build it.
1: There you go. Exactly.
0: All right, then. So where do I go if I want to know more about building an ISV or building my company brand or stuff like that?
1: Uh, I I don't know. There's so many resources out on the Internet um, that I I, I don't know how to, to, to answer that. But if you want to know more about, you know, SalesSpark, I would definitely... Um, ask that you would follow us on Twitter. Our Twitter alias is Get Sales Spark. And obviously, we have a LinkedIn company page that you can follow. We put our posts there. And then we have our own website, obviously, www.salespark.com.
0: Do you have any public speaking or anything like that where we can see you next?
1: You know, I don't personally, but Scott Duro, I know, will be at Extreme in Barcelona. And I believe Mark Smith will be as well. And so they'll be talking about different different topics, but I know they'll be talking also about SalesSpark um, at those events.
0: Yes, and they're great community contributors uh, and both of them. So, I mean, just congratulate you on, on your great team at Salespark. Thank you. Who would you recommend as a future guest on this podcast?
1: Well, when you asked me that question I was gonna say Scott Duro because he's just such a phenomenal um, architect and business person um, but I think he may have already been on your podcast
0: uh, that's okay I think uh, we can have him back it's been I think two years since I talked to him about unified interface when that was brand new
1: yeah well he would be a great person to talk about the power platform
0: and how he built the, your solution um is there anything else that we missed here today
1: not nothing no thank you so much for your time and having me on your podcast i really appreciate it
0: and thanks to you listening and don't forget that you can comment on crmrocks.com and you can just listen to it wherever you want just search for crm rocks and you will find it right there see you next time on crm rocks